Hi everyone, it's me, Bankole Mokwede from the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. I just want to let you know about a new Spotify feature. If you like this show, or maybe you hate the content but want us to succeed because we're such swell guys, you can tap the bell icon on our show page. That way you get notified about new episodes, and then you also start following us. All the latest episodes from the shows you follow can be found in the What's New feed on home. And this comes in handy because we're going to be covering Succession from now till like the end of its season, every Wednesday. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, you can also follow us and please rate and review. Enjoy the episode. Have you read this thing? Now, I talked Dad down. He wanted us all to appear on a talk show. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Sitting on a couch together, I thought would be very gauche. So I drafted this to land and to end debate. He wants us all to sign it. Man, this is quite a rich brew. Well, I think a formal response really draws a line under it. I'm sure you're being asked, so this is just us very clearly saying that we're not a part of Kendall's thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Fubai. You would have to say it's accurate. Yeah, accurate like Oswald was accurate. I want us all to sign it for release to media tonight. Oof. Um, I mean, it's kind of... It's kind of a greeting card from hell. What? It's a Times New Roman firing squad. Yeah, it's pretty horrible, yeah. Well, it's all basically verified, Well, so. yeah. No, it's accurate, you know, but this would be out there, like, forever. You know, PGN pulls up that photo of me with a ponytail anytime they want to make me look untrustworthy. Okay, look, Kendall is on a mission, and he's not going to stop unless we take his legs out. And did Dad want for all of us to do it's this? It's more powerful that comes from all three of us. Welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. I'm of course your host, Bankole Mokwede. And today we're talking about Succession Season 3, Episode 3, and also a bit on Insecure Season 5, Episode 2. Of course, as always, I'm joined by Oedipusi himself. Oh my god. Obiara Joji Fiatra. <laughs> and oh. it's a special guest today. One half of our very own Logan Roy. <laughs> co-owner of the Podstar <laughs> Podcast Network and essentially our boss. Yeah, I was going to say. It's Adora. How are you, Adora? How is everyone doing today on this Succession Monday? He's like our inspection. Just trying to make sure. Yeah, not yeah she's <laughs> coming to make sure everything is running smoothly. And then, <laughs> you know when Kendo went to Volta to, to gut them? Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, this exactly. is, <laughs> She's going to come and be cozy and... Next thing you know, she's gotten us because her dad told her to. No, <laughs> I'm I'm here as a fan slash spectator mm. slash guest. That was what Kendall today. told. <laughs> <laughs> that was exactly what Kendall told them. Exactly. How were your Halloween weekends? I'm very upset because I wasn't invited. Well, okay, okay, I shouldn't say I'm upset. I wasn't invited anywhere, but that's also because no one knows that I'm around. But for the first time in a long time, I had a very nice costume. So oh, oh, so you had, you had um, a costume before being invited anywhere? Yeah, <laughs> yes, because I wanted to be prepared. That's a bit putting the car before <laughs> the horse. Why? Why don't you just like message me, like guys? I mean, I'm around. Invite me places, or like invite yourself. 
I don't know. Is it just hanging in your wardrobe? Like, no one saw it? Yeah. Like, it's just there. It's, so, the thing is, obviously, I can use it for other things. So, I was going to be Serena Osaka for Halloween. So, it's, like, a nice tennis thing. But I don't know if I can... What? Act. Sorry, Naomi Osaka? No, Serena Osaka. So, a fusion of Serena Williams and Naomi Osaka. How are you going to... Can you explain? Can you explain, please? How are you going to do that? <laughs> I mean, I just feel like the outfit is a bit more... Naomi, but the energy would have been serene. I don't know. You see what I'm Jeez. saying? It was like it was like now costumeception with yeah. different layers to this color. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it's fine. Next fair year. Enough. Well, that's annoying. I know what invited <laughs> you because all your hard work went went to waste. Fine. <laughs> well, Obira, what did you do? What did you do this weekend? I did get invited to a house what party. What street did you did you get up to? I did get invited to a house party, and I met some really interesting people who are telling me some. Really interesting things. Things you can um, see on this family-friendly podcast. <laughs> which I definitely can't see on this podcast. But it's like, I don't know, it's like when people just see me, it's like, I have to tell this guy how I'm feeling right now. And Do you have that? Do you give that kind of personality, that kind of face? No. Oh, maybe but you're, like, maybe yeah, you're in the wrong line of work. I think I'm like officially washed now because I think I've reached that stage where I'm like two-day hangovers now because I'm still sort of feeling it a little bit from Saturday. And yeah. I'm old. Well, look, you're getting old. You, did you dress up? Um, you know Jason Voorhees, Freddie and Jason, mm. the guy with the mask. If you see the mask, you know the mask. Yeah, that guy. Did you wear only the mask? No, nah, I wore like a boiler. You know that that thing. Them things are like plumbers wearing. Oh, stuff. Okay. Yeah. okay. Okay. Oh, you, fair enough. You went. You went all out. Have I not seen any pictures? Same pictures. I do actually you. do have a picture. I'll send it to you with like me posing with um, like a hammer as well and stuff. So looking spooky. But yeah, that was Halloween. Sunday was a write-off, and um, Monday, thank God it's Monday, isn't it? I, I saw Last Night in Soho this weekend. And? It's really good, I really enjoyed it. It wasn't scary, it wasn't a scary movie, obviously, you know, I don't particularly like horror movies, but it didn't really feel like a scary movie, but I did like the movie a lot. Adora, I mentioned earlier how you were our boss, <laughs> because we are part of the Podstar Podcast Network. Do you want to tell the audience what the Podstar Podcast Network is? So, thank you, first of all. Second of all, I'm not your boss, please. Yeah, um, kind of well, but it's fine. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm one half of Podster, which is a podcast network. So, essentially, we shop around for the best of the best, as you can see. Aww. podcast to put under this umbrella um and the idea is we're supposed to be just like this one location where you can find different genres of interesting podcasts that are ideally hosted by africans or um black people just so um even if the content is not necessarily specifically african or black centered um the voice is familiar or the mm-hmm. um experience is familiar or relatable um so yeah if you're listening and you have a podcast or if you're listening and you know of any cool podcast that fit that description please reach out to us um yeah we're always looking for new exciting podcasts to host um and yeah, continue to support Popcorn for Dinner. They're one of our, they're our firstborn. 
well, some somewhat at first glance. <laughs> well, why not Connor? So I don't know. Um, maybe a candle. Maybe we'll one day. Maybe we'll sit, sit a coup one day. So it could be your candle. It's it's definitely a candle situation. I think yes. <laughs> Are you afraid of us? Do you think we're going to stage a coup and, <laughs> and kill you guys and meet you? <laughs> Why are we here then? We're here to talk about succession. Jeez. And Jesus, the nuclear, the nuclear blast that Shiv unleashes in this, in this episode. And then after that, we're going to talk about Adora and I are going to talk about Insecure because <laughs> Obi Arise. Uncultured and I've established he hates black women, so he doesn't watch Insecure. Oh, gosh. So it's going to be Adora and I. Maybe we'll be able to stay just to hear our voices. Um, Before we even, like, obviously, look, there's the big thing about Succession and the end of the episode, and that is going to, um, rightly so, that's going to take up all conversation. Before we get there, let's just quickly touch in with most of the characters, because I feel like in the only two ways, a lot of characters had some important things this episode. Um, Obia, when was the last time someone bullied you into buying a $40,000 watch? <laughs> Is that something that happens to you regularly in life? Well, maybe not bullied, and maybe not £40,000 watches, but more of like peer pressure and maybe like vodka shots or something. That's kind of more of my vibe. So are you comparing you doing shots to Greg spending 40000 Pounds and, and dollars on the watch. It's more of the same concept. Is when, it like, really? Is it? Is <laughs> when someone is pressuring you to buy something you really don't want to buy, or you, or you can't buy it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not buying our watch. Maybe, maybe this because I'm, I'm so shameless. But when, the moment Kendall is like, "Yeah, it's not a gift," I'm gonna be like, "Okay, that's it. That's yeah, this we'll is, talk about we'll talk about Kendall later. This is too much for me. That, that, yeah, I think that's gonna be. We'll talk about it in a bit. You're right, but I think that is gonna be. That's not just a random joke the writers have thrown in there. No. Yeah, I think that's going to play play a part later. Um, I don't know. This is the first time on this on this podcast mm-hmm. talking about Succession. Just some quick fire questions. Yeah. Who's your favorite character on the show? It's Kendall. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Um, why is it Kendall? So I think it's Kendall because of Jeremy Strong. In addition to mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I really like his style and I really like the way they styled him on the show beyond his character. Um, I also feel like he's the character that's going to, I hope I pray fingers crossed that's going to back his personal beef. He doesn't seem to be doing that right now. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But compared to the rest of his siblings, I feel like in the first two seasons, they spend a lot of time like, oh, we hate this man, this old man. I'm next, I'm next. But I appreciated the fact that he was just kind of like, mm, I'm just going to do it and see how it plays out. Even though he didn't really stand firmly by his decision as much as I would have liked. Because he's still kind of wavering. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't think. I mean, if not him, it would be Roman. Um I don't, okay. I don't know. Okay. Uh, as expected, we'll talk a lot about Kendall right. as we go on in this episode. But quickly, I think I know at least one listener that is that is, that is beaming ear to ear, listening to hearing you say that. So shout out Taja, who oh yeah, also gosh. for some reason <laughs> <laughs> loves Kendall. Um, yeah, Greg is is big. He's been smart, man. He's he doesn't have any allegiances. He. 
I was surprised that he wasn't still at the office. Like, I, I didn't think he would be at the office. He, yeah, I didn't think he'd be at the office as well. Obviously, tells he tells Tom about Kendall coming in, which I think is, like, tied to the fact, like you said, that Kendall is not treating him like shit, but not being as warm as he right. was before, especially yep. with the lawyer thing last episode and the watch thing this episode. Yeah, so I think that might have impacted how Greg is feeling to, okay, well, maybe I'm not going to plant my... And as he keeps saying, I'm not a part of this necessarily. Right. Where I'm going to plant my flag, playing the game. Yeah, I'm, I, I, look, fair enough. Good for him. Good for you, Greg. Do what you need to do. Which is mental because, like, Greg has the basically has the silver bullet, doesn't he? He has the receipts. So mm. Kendall should literally be like all over him. Like, do you think they they are on Greg on Greg? Like, do you think Kendall doesn't know where they are? Like, they're in Greg's possession. I don't think Greg has disclosed that. The mm. location of the world. So you think Kendall has like never seen it, seen them? I don't think Kendall knows where they are. I don't think anyone knows yeah. where they are except Greg. I don't think Kendall knows. I mean, Greg's a big player, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In this in mm-hmm. this season. Um, Tom, on the other hand. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about Tom. Pray for Tom, man. <laughs> Tom pitches himself to Logan. Tom is like, look, Logan, take me, take me as I am, and he's stressed. He is. Drinking, stupidly. drinking. He's saying he'll go to jail. He's just a complete mess. Do you think Shiv knew that he was going to say that to Logan? Because it, it kind of seemed like when they ended that conversation, it was like she was like, "It's a good idea, but let's not do it." Yeah, she's she sucks as well then because she's literally saying, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, you can go to jail." <laughs> like that conversation was strange. She's very okay with him going to jail because she was like, "Oh, don't do that, don't do that." But she was like, "Oh, it would be a good maybe idea. Maybe you should actually do that, and you know, maybe." I mean, if you want to go to jail, then be my <laughs> I mean, guess. If you want to go to jail, then this is the best possible situation <laughs> where you go to jail. Because, like, you do six months, my dad loves you for life. Like, She's it's not the worst. Yeah. I mean, get paid as well. Yeah, I mean, I think Tom doesn't have... It's not the worst idea in the world. So... But I mean, I just think everything he does is never in his own best interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because of that... It will just never end well. But for we him. could argue that this is his best interest, can't we? Because like, if he fights and he goes to jail, he doesn't gain anything. But now, if he just gives himself up for Logan, he goes to jail and maybe he does less time. Maybe he gets money from Logan. Right. I mean, but he we saw when he was it after he saw Greg that he rung up somebody after. No, so that was after he told Logan. Logan, right. That he wanted to offer himself. Then he called up a personal he lawyer. He seems yeah. He seems to be scheming as well. On how to protect, because I think he's like the walls are closing in, man, and he needs to protect himself. Yeah. Like I just love, I love the way Tom talks, right? As in, like he's just like, what did he say? I want to wriggle. You can whack the trout over the head and just put it in your purse. It's just like what? Where did I um, come from? What's your angle, Tom? No, none, none. Just, just uh, I'm probably in the firing line, and I just wanted you to know if you need to strategize. I can be that guy. I'll I'll step up and go down. That's it? You don't want anything? No. No. It's just there. If you need it. I won't wriggle. Just clunk the trout on the head and put it in your pouch. It won't come to that. But thank you, Tom. Thank you. 
Connor is incredible in this episode. He has like five minutes, but he's just incredible. I mean, he, there's the obvious was, line. Obi, do you want to say was, it? Was Obi- he the... <laughs> Actually, was he... I, Adora, do you want to say the line? No, I, you were saying it a lot during, during our warm-up. We're saying pre- uh, the warm-up, so you might as well just do it now. What did he say? Is it the... I'll put the actual... I'll put, the, I'll put him saying things from the episode. <laughs> I don't think either. I don't think any of us wants to actually say those words. Oh man! Well, I don't want to be a bitch, but my signature is valuable real estate, and I'm not giving it away for free. Okay. What do you want? I would like some consideration. I would like some suck suck on my dicky dick. Oh my god! Same. I'm feeling brutally unsuck suck right now. Your babies. Boys, incredible as he calls Shiv's letter what a Times New Roman firing squad. He talks about how he used to have a ponytail. It's just inc- five minutes of yeah. incredible yeah. quality time from Connor right there. Uh, us Conheads were, v- were very pleased. Conheads. Um, oh, is that your favorite character? Yeah, okay. No, no. I think okay. I think if I was going for every character, I think it's still Greg. Well, Interesting. Greg is someone that like really, I think if you the more you rewatch the show, you just love Greg more. So every mm-hmm. time I w- went back watching season one or season two, I just loved Greg more. Like, I don't think he's the most influential character, but I feel like right. I'm happy every scene he's in. I mean, obviously, I, lo- I probably the thing about this show is that I love every character. Mm-hmm. Do you? There isn't one character on this show that I do not like. Maybe only Eowyn. That's Greg's grandfather. Oh, yeah, he's insufferable, isn't he? And um, Nate. Eowyn and Nate are the only guys I think I don't like on the show. You don't like Nate? What's there to like about him? So, like, what am I, what am I liking in Nate? Like, what do you like in Nate? Like, there's nothing to like yeah, about actually, Nate. Like, I, I want to know the answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't like Nate. I think Nate is just like, oh, you Roy's are all pieces of shit. Yeah, but like, are. there is nothing. He's not. He's not. He's zero funny. Like, maybe it was funny the first scene here ever. Be like, like Carl, Frank, Jerry, Carolina, Jess. Jess looked incredible this episode. You know what, Obira? How do we get Juliana Canfield onto this show, man? How do we get Jess onto? Sliding up for dinner. Yeah. Or maybe I'll message her. <laughs> if anyone is listening, yeah, message her. Really Tell her to come on to <laughs> pop on for dinner. Anyways, but yeah. So Roman, oh boy. Roman has a handful of scenes this episode, and I think again another good performance from for, for Roman. He he kind of shows his emotional core. In, Gosh, this was tough. Yeah, in an episode where his two where two of his siblings are fighting in such disgusting means, like you, you get to see Roman's emotional core. What do you think of Roman, Adora? I mean, Roman is one of my favorite characters um mm-hmm. i love he's obvious favorite whoever writes his lines shout out to you because <laughs> i just i just love everything he says um but like you said in this episode it was definitely less like snarky and more more so emotional um and honestly it was sad because a mm-hmm. i don't know i i felt like especially watching it from season one i felt like it would it should have been easy for Roman to be like, yeah, I hate this man. I'm going with Kendall. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with this episode where he couldn't even find one decent memory, <laughs> <laughs> like not even like a two second, maybe like he said goodnight to you. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so good to, to you. <laughs> and for him to still say like, okay, I'm not, you know, going to sell this man out. But at the same time, you now see him not trying to sell his brother out by signing on to mm-hmm. the open letter that Shiv has. He's a very interesting, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how... Yeah, I think barring Kendall, I think 
Roman remains the, like the most complex character on the show. Yeah, and the most, like you said, interesting character. Obviously, you love you love Roman. Was this a good showing for your boy? What do you this think? It's a great, great showing for like burn all like the snarky and sort of like sarcastic like things that he says most mm-hmm. of the time. I think this was just mm-hmm. the entry into the sort of his like sort of like childhood trauma that he has and right. the power that I just wields over him because it was just a painful watching that bit where he was asked to say with the media guy, he was asked to say any sort of as Adora's mentioned earlier on about early memories of his dad and it was just like nope this never happened this never happened just struggling to find one thing they literally has to make up something just you know or just for the or just for the pr or just for the show yeah and it's like when the dad asked him oh when did we ever go fly fishing it's like oh i didn't go it was with um it was with connor and that was just tough tough to watch man i think when when his dad obviously was like i I don't remember that i was like oh this is heartbreaking he doesn't remember the one good moment that he shared with, with roman and I, Roman then says, "Oh no, it was a lie." I was like, "Oh, this is even worse." How did you guys? Worse, how did yeah. you guys break my heart even more? Number one dad, Logan, <laughs> and even World's even the dad. way he entered the conversation, he was like, "Why are you mocking this this young man that's trying to save you?" Like, how <laughs> I can, again, I cannot say what Logan said. Exactly. <laughs> just just play it here, play here I don't know if I can play. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think you can. I genuinely shouted when when he said that. Like my laugh was loud. I was like, I hope I'm not disturbing my house. Like normally, I was laughing because it's a funny show. But then when he said right. that, I I, I I I was so loud. I was like, what? Um, that's on part two when he asked Roman in episode one, <laughs> "You want to suck my dick?" <laughs> oh, look at fucking Roy, man. But yeah, no. Um, I think he obviously shows that kind of emotional core of the fact that he even like. He accepted to, to do this PR for his dad, like shave shots done immediately. Immediately. But he accepts to do that. And then he creates this this false memory. And then even when he goes to back to Kendall, I, again, in episode one, Roman was the one that was telling Logan, look, let's chop up Kendall into a million pieces and throw him right. in the button. And like I said, I said back then, I didn't believe that he believed what he was saying. He was just saying that because that was the right thing. That's what Logan wanted to hear. And then now when it's it's on him, like they've given him this sword, they're like, go chop up Kendo into a million pieces. He can't do it because, essentially because he loves his brother. That's that's really the right. reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously, he gives a crude remark as to why he can't do it or whatever. And then eventually says, because it's not my best interest, which is bullshit. But right. the truth is that he just, he doesn't <laughs> want to kill his brother in the press. Again, in episode two, he was like, I don't want to do this to dad because I'm actually afraid that it might kill him. Like, like Roman actually has this kind of emotionality. So he doesn't want to kill either of those yeah he, just, his dad yeah, he might want brother. to win the war but he doesn't really necessarily want to kill he want to get dirty uh, yeah, anyone in, in the war and obviously we're talking about Roman we have to just quickly talk about Jerry who <laughs> I, I can't even like Logan is not even treating her as a bodysuit at this point he, I, <laughs> he just seems to be actively angry <laughs> at her for she just, was fighting back this time though yeah go on Jerry go on in girl the, when the FBI came Jerry was like Okay, enough of your fuck offs. Now is you can't tell mm-mm. the FBI to fuck off. Yeah, it's like these are the guys that do not fuck off. Like I'm gonna fight back now. Uh, and I was like, this government is not a machine that you just press one button and something comes out. Yeah, but Jerry was right all along throughout the episode. She kept on being right, but obviously Logan just kept on dismissing her. And I think again that might be a situation where somebody gets enough and they they blew. Right, Frank. I think Frank has said maybe five words in the past two episodes. I think he as well might have a situation where he, he obviously revolts and blows as well. So it's very, there are so many 
pieces. And I think these first three episodes have kind of felt different. But I think mostly because, like we said, one and two were essentially one episode, which were kind of reacting mm-hmm. to a season two finale. So one and two are kind of like epilogues. Right. Now I think from next week we start getting to see the new characters. The maybe not next week, but like as we go on now, the Adrian Brady's, the Scars Yeah, like yeah. That. I think we'll see him next week. Um does anyone have another random point they want to bring up before we go to the big Oh, I had, I had something actually. First of all, I can't believe they did not suck Ravenhead. How is Mark Ravenhead still like ETN? He's still there, isn't he? That's... How is he like ETN? This well, because... guy is a Hitler sympathizer. What's well, because, going on? Well, that's his sort of, uh, that's probably like what his fan base are into anyway. So it's true, true. But I think the only reason why um, Ravenhead would have gone is if um, they would have gotten what's that left wing? Yes, Pierce. Yeah, because that was one of the conditions. Uh, Ravenhead brings in the view, the viewers, man, the ratings, which does. is all that I guess matters. It does. You have your Tucker Carlson's and and whatnot. Apparently, ATN is supposed to be like ten times worse. Like it's it's supposed to be like just propaganda bullshit all the way i mean uh so we talked about this in the first episode but i think i cut it out because of time um in like if anyone is watching these intro credits go back watch season one season two season three there's usually a steal from an atn news mm-hmm. segment mm-hmm. and um i can't remember what the first season one do you remember can you remind me carmen boy is but it's completely ridiculous yeah season two was um non-binary non-binary legals entering the country twice and they said, um, a judge wants to make the Supreme Court a more supremer court. Like, and then, and then obviously the season three one is um, a quote from someone who says, I smiled at her at the photocopier. Now they're trying to chemically castrate me. So like, it's just like, ATN is just so out there. Like, like the most right of rights. How can you even like believe this? This is like, this is more of entertainment than actual, you know, news that's supposed to inform people and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, which is, I guess what Pierce were, were complaining about during that dinner. Sorry, random nugget before you carry yeah. on. The mm-hmm. theme song is so fucking good, man. Even like even within the episode when they're playing like the kind oh of like a slowed out theme song, yeah. it's like just blending in with you know the atmosphere and the whole scenery and just sets up everything. Yeah, I think I mentioned it earlier. Right? Like, if Nicholas Britter, who is the composer, wanted to be lazy, he didn't have to, he doesn't have to write any new music for the show. <laughs> no. Like, he can just use the theme song to score every episode. Because exactly. it just it just it's works so like good. it just works every fucking time. Shout out to Nirvana. No, that's not not yet. Not yet. We we'll get there. We we'll get there. Okay, so we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about Roy versus Roy, Siobhan versus Kendall. Oh, brother! Hey, I wanted to say, um, just Eravas. I think I'm right. I, I am right, but I maybe threw a couple of ugly rocks. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to be more thoughtful now. So. Look, I. I think we have the same aim here. Is the truth. You know, big picture. I'm fucking tired of all this shit too, and I'm pushing for change. Like, is there a world where you stop being gross and throwing stones and we can acknowledge and rebuild you know, truth and reconciliation? You know, and maybe, maybe we can actually find a way to fucking fix things from the inside, which is the only place that anything ever gets done anyway. Adora, what do you think of Siobhan? Fine as hell. Uh, yes. 
Yes. Agreed. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's a fine as well. I agree. Also, um, again, I think with a lot of shows, one of my favorite parts is how they style the characters and whoever dresses her is doing a fantastic job because she looks amazing in all her mm-hmm. scenes. But her character... On that note, sorry, on that note, yes. I read, sorry, just, I read that I think this season they're going in a more kind of like pantsuit hmm. um, direction. I guess we had job as president. They're What's trying to pantsuit? go... Pantsuit? so... What's that? A, a suit with the women wear pants. With trousers. Trousers. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I was beginning to wonder if I was the one that, 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 that said you wrong <laughs> I know you're shirt and trousers <laughs> it's like, but like women have skirt suits and pantsuits what is oh. Adora please continue <laughs> so how they style the character right but beyond that obviously hmm. I think she was probably in the running to be my favorite character until I guess the time when she was willing to throw her husband mm-hmm. to the wolves <laughs> in season two. And just the way, obviously Tom is not my favorite character by any stretch, but mm-hmm. just the way in which the principle just like, behind it. Yeah. She was just kind of like, I mean, yeah, you're the obvious. But at the same here. time though, was it like the end of season two where I think, um, what's his face? Logan came to shave and it was like, Oh, it's either Tom or Kendall, and she basically just says, mm. not Tom, not Tom. So she definitely, we've kind of spoke about Tom. Okay. It's like, what what Shiv's deal with Tom? Like, it's clear that she basically looks down on the guy and stuff, and she, right. like, manipulates the guy, which is not great. And the whole suggestion of an open relationship, and yeah. <laughs> but Number at the one, same time, it almost feels like she needs him because when he pulls back, she's she's scrambling. So it's right. kind of like, it works for her until he's standing his ground. Then she's kind of like... Right. I think this... Was it this last episode where she was like, oh, I love you. And he said, thank you. And she was like, well, don't you love me? That's <laughs> <laughs> tough, man. He was like, why? Was like, why? <laughs> why, <Tom?" laughs> Yeah. I think in the context of... Shiv versus Kendall, which is what this episode really boils down Mm -hmm. to. I think we can't talk about it without quickly mentioning the infamous scene from Safe Room, so season two, the scene where um, Shiv and Kendall hug each other, where Kendall Mm -hmm. is like, when, if it's you, when it's you, like, don't forget about me, please. Right. Mm -hmm. And people thought, okay, that was like this emotional connection that they had, and maybe it would it was foreshadowing them coming together and having this alliance and everything, which is in traditional TV. That's what we expected. No. People, people have this connection and eventually it pays off later. But this show, like I keep saying, this show is not traditional TV. That's the thing about this show. It's like every single, it's like every single episode. There's like a new turn. It's like you're not exactly sure who's aligning with who because after every hour of you know you watch it every week, it's like oh, so maybe Greg is not really with Kendall. Maybe mm-hmm. Shiv. Because initially, right. once, once what was it the um, the last episode two, episode two, when all the siblings were in the room and stuff, and Connor and Roman were like, "No, we're not going to go against Dad," but Shiv was a bit more. Mm, let's see mm-hmm, how it goes, mm-hmm. but she eventually turned it down. So I, was, I thought, like, at the end of Venice, like, okay, maybe 
later on down the line, sort of like what Bankley was just mentioned now, how there'll be in the, an eventual payoff, how she will eventually come right. and team up the room and um, yeah. with um, Kendall. Kendall. But now in episode three, it's like it's complete. I've completely, she's completely zagged on. What yeah, I, I don't see a world where that happens. It's just like Never I don't see that yeah. happening anymore. Yeah. So yeah. and I think again talking about uh, Shiv and Kendall, like Shiv is very quick to volunteer, like to neutralize Kendall, quote unquote. Which I think kind of raises Roman's curiosity because, like, are you trying to go behind our back anymore? Because again, remember that Roman kind of vowed for her at the end of episode two. Yeah, you know what? These Roy kids—they're terrible, but they love each other. You know, like they, they, they really maybe, maybe they're good. Maybe they're good they're siblings. All they all tap all of them. <laughs> they all fight anyway, people. And I think something you said about how every episode things change. Another thing is that every episode, like, it always feels like they forget what happened the previous episode. Which is why, like, whenever there's an apology, it's always kind of jarring. Like, obviously, there's Logan trying to apologize to Roman about slapping him, which, again, <laughs> it's not an apology. It was like, did I even hit you? But Kendall genuinely apologizing to to Shiv this episode about the things he said mm-hmm. right. in episode two was was kind of surprising to me because, like, oh, they just act like nothing happened, and these guys are just going to go on their way. And I think I was quite surprised that he was, he was apologizing. You could see on Shiv's face as well. She it was a genuine reaction. She was like. Oh, this is this is surprising. This is emotional. This is heartfelt. I'm like actually taught they are doing this. Yeah, it sort of brings up to because words is just nothing to these guys. Like words mm. don't mean anything because these guys are so entrenched in not expressing their you know emotions to each other because they feel it's like a sign of weakness, and especially in this sort of like game that Logan talks about all the time. All that matters is winning. So. You shouldn't let yourself right. or let your guard down at all for any reason. Which yeah. is why everyone is so insincere and sarcastic about everything. I want to ask you guys one thing. Do you reckon, do you reckon Logan was um, physically abusive when they were young? Absolutely, 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, the ease are we, not ease, but the way he's able to slap both yeah. Roman and Kendall's son. Son, right. And I also think the, the, the lack of surprise and the urgency with which Kendall jumps to defend both Roman and... What's his son's name? I can't remember his son's name. I think they've been there before. I think they've been down that path yeah. before. Yeah, right. Okay. And I also think he he was physically abused as well, because mm. obviously the scars on his back, so it just makes right. sense that it's, oh, it's following right, down right. the path. He would transfer, right. I was going to say that with, with Shiv, I think she always gets the short end of the stick in all these, um, I guess, head-to-heads, because... Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, I'm not saying she acts irrational. I don't think that's the word, but I think something happens and she's immediately, yes. Impulsive. Okay, yes, impulsive, yes. Something happens and she's immediately like, plans have changed, turn the car around, and then she's going somewhere, (laughs) and then she gets to where she's going, and then she cools down a bit and she's like, wait, no, I'm still with my dad. And then in the next, Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think in that back and forth, She's just losing credibility on both sides. Yeah. First of all, touch on something you said about how the words don't really have meaning in this family. And I think that's true. But I also think that's why when they say certain words with like genuine emotion, they mm. carry like bigger meaning. Like, big weight, yeah. Like I said, Kendall's emotional moment with Shiv in season two, she was like, oh, shit, okay. And even Roman and Kendall on the yacht when it's meant to be Kendall. Right. And then I think, again, now when Kendall apologizes to Shiv, she's like, oh, this is this is real. 
And to your point, Adora, I think if this was a badly written show or a different character, I'm like, oh, this is like this is an overreaction from Shiv. What's she doing? Right. What's she doing? But I think you're right. She is this impulsive character. We've seen this. We've seen her blurt out, just tell them that it's me at the Turnhaven dinner. We've seen her, like you said, just turn around because they didn't give her the job. Right. Like, you've seen that she can be very impulsive. I mean, she has this chip on her shoulder. She she acts out. So it makes sense that she would do this thing that she does as a retaliation to Kendall. Right. They made you get all dressed up for this? <laughs> or do you not actually give a fuck? And it's all just ego. Look at this. It's you now. I'm sorry for you, Siobhan. Now, I have a question for you guys, because I've seen it online a bit. Why do you think Shiv does what she does? Is it is it her aligning herself with Logan and like, okay, I'm Team Logan now, or is it just pure out of personal vengeance to, to Kendall? I think everything that the kids do is to get some sort of approval slash acceptance mm-hmm. from their dad. That's why I think their motivations are. And I think Shiv is I think Shiv is doing it because well her dad is in trouble. Kendall is attacking so she has to come to her dad's defense, which she feels would get his approval. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Adora, do you agree? Do you have a different point I, of view? I agree that in the history of the show, most like everything they do is usually like oh, is he looking like, does he mm-hmm, think mm-hmm, this is... Mm-hmm. But I think with this letter, it was specifically because he came to the town hall and he did what he did. This was less about their dad and more about, like, him and her. Even even the way she, like, she went to his book and, like, spits in it. Yeah. I think that was very much like, this is you and me versus... Because, I mean, she could have released that letter episode one, episode two. I mean, when they were still trying mm-hmm. to, like, yeah, I completely agree with, with you, Adora. I Because I think Logan obviously tries to tell her. Logan asks her to do something like this earlier. She's like, no. Right. They're like, do you want to do this PR magazine thing for your dad? She's like, no. Mm-hmm. I think she did not want to align herself publicly with Logan just because, mm-hmm. again, she wasn't even fully sure how much she knew. She tries to ask him. Yeah. So I think this was all personal. I don't think like she was thinking right. about Logan. Obviously, Logan would have known about it and she, we see she goes talk to him about it. But I think Sally, was, back to your like doing things on impulse. Stuff. Yeah, no, definitely, it's definitely an impulsive decision. Definitely, and the fact that like she did it and Connor and Roman, Roman, who said chop him up. To, remember, she said chop him, and she was like, "What are you saying, Roman? That is that is our brother." Right. When Roman and Connor are like, no, she should have been like, "Oh, she maybe I'm overstepping here." But yeah, no, I think it's purely she's purely rage. She's like, Kendall has done this thing to her, and she wants to attack, and the, you know, she knows the way to attack him is is by putting out this open letter. Right. I mean, we shouldn't we shouldn't go ahead without establishing that what Kendall does is is incredibly fucked up himself. Like that is like that that he also crossed a line like Kendall. So Obia, you've been chomping at the bit. Do you want to tell the viewers what song Kendall plays over the Say speakers? Plays. Actually Say. wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. In context, so Shave is giving her first address as the president of Waster on a panel of all women addressing the sexual abuse allegations against the company. And what starts playing over the speakers? A song by Rivana called Rape Me, which is just what you want to hear. 
they literally just, they just I was like look we're not, I don't know much about I don't know anything really about the Nirvana songs so we're not talking about the content of the song but quite a controversial be, song for yeah but apparently it was meant to be an anti-rape song that I'm not talking about that my point is like so what is bellowing over the speakers to all the waste employees and all the comp- all the offices worldwide it's just Kurt Cobain shouting rape me rape me rape me literally you could see in her face how embarrassed how annoyed she was like she, this was like she was like what the like yeah uh, she was uh, horrified she she could not believe and I, I honest I get it I get why she was angry like I'm not even Kendall was trying to play a prank it was a great prank but she it annoyed her what song um would just piss you off like if you're like in a conference room and they played it what song would just come um just I mean I guess it depends on the context doesn't it right I hear you like rape me is such a perfect song. I can't believe like the writers are incredible. Rape is such a perfect song to play in that situation. <laughs> they play like if I'm in a conference and I'm just presenting and you play anything by J. Cole, I'll just completely switch off. I'm screaming. Well that's just your personal vendetta. That has nothing to do with the, with the, with the, with the... <laughs> Oops. <Okay. laughs> hey, I'm forgive in context. If you play anything by that guy, I'm I'm out of here. I mean, hey. honestly, anything by like any of the new Lils or <laughs> Youngs. I'll probably be like, what are we doing here? Can we be serious? <laughs> or any, yeah, any rapper that has a number in his name, apart from 21 Savage. Um, hmm. I don't know, do you have a song that would piss you off? I would have to really, th- I, I mean, yeah, probably some of these number people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um... Yeah, no, but I think, look, like I said, so Kendall obviously crosses a line, but I think maybe to him, he thought he was just, he was playing a prank. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't appreciate the ramifications of what he was doing. Like, this is Shiv's unveiling as president. He obviously knew what this song meant and why he was doing that. But I think Shiv has more time to think about what she's doing. She, right. and she goes ahead and does it anyway. She has people, people literally tell her, do not do this. Roman and Connor, like, Times New Roman firing squad. What's supposed to be in that letter? It's supposed to be his history of like what drug abuse, drug abuse, neglect. I am deeply concerned for the well-being of my brother. Our entire family has supported him through his many attempts at rehabilitation for his multiple addictions. But the events of the last days have made it clear that our hopes for his recovery were misplaced. I've now been a direct witness to his misogynistic rants and comparisons to world historical figures that were suggestive of grandiose and disordered thinking, and I would ask that people give my brother privacy and consideration during this difficult time. Was he not expecting any type of... So you see, that's interesting. Pushback. I well, don't... we'll get to Kendall, because... That's interesting you bring that up, but... I mean, we can talk about Kendall now, actually. Let's talk about Kendall now. Interesting you bring that up, because there's an interview where... Um, shit, why am I losing his name now? The actor that plays Kendall. Jeremy Strong. Jeremy, Jeremy Strong. Strong. By the way, Jeremy Strong, just give him his Oscar now. Just, sorry, his Emmy. Just give him the Emmy now. Immediately. Like, sure, there's no point. Just give him the Emmy. Gosh, that, that, walk, so that walk where he's just doing face acting, just give him the Emmy. There's no point. What are we doing the rest of the season? Oh, we're done. Over. So there's an interview where Jeremy Strong said he kind of going to a back and forth with Jesse Armstrong, the writer. And it was like, mm-hmm. I don't think Kendall would react this way because he should have been expecting it. Mm-hmm. But he said that, that Jesse was like, that's fine. I get your point of view, but just do it. Like, just go in the scene and see how you react as the character. And, 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 and Jeremy was like, yeah, when the time came, he 
felt that because I think it's one thing to be expecting it, right? But it's one, it's another thing where it's coming from shit. Yeah, like okay. if Logan had put that out, it's fine. It's ah right, here what you're Kendall, saying now. Kendall takes, but the fact that it's coming from shit, and as Zue, Zue's character says, is like, um, she's meant to be the nice one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It kind of cuts a bit deeper, which I guess Jeremy Strong did not expect until he was in that scene. Let's talk about Kendall. We're going to talk about Kendall. That guy is a that guy just running on vibes. Like so, no, we're talking about he's just high on. He's not high on coke. He's just high on saliva and adrenaline. On, on adrenaline, basically, he's like the um, soul shy of, of um, <laughs> of succession. He's just running vibes. on vibes. He doesn't have so, plan. He cares too much about his public image. And there was the whole good. There was a good tweet, bad tweet. Good tweet, bad um, tweet. Oh my goodness! There was the end. There was the end. That was the last thing. Where it's like. You could see that that tweet really cut deep. Mm-hmm. That was he suffering from mental. Was it suffering from mental health issues? And he had yeah, just I can't remember what the tweet was. Something like maybe that. And they were just like, then you were like, Bleh. I have a question about Kendall. But if I even go there, this is the third episode in a row that this show has referenced his manslaughter. Mm. Oh yeah, there was the, the guard. So, I don't. That cannot be a mistake. This third episode in a row, like one, like, two, three, or something, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. you. Also, did you see that was really uncomfortable to watch? Did you see how scared he was when Colin stepped in? Yeah, that was really, he really uncomfortable. He was so afraid. <laughs> like, as if Colin was going to shoot him right there. <laughs> His eyes, like, he, was, he stood up for him. But yeah, so obviously, this is the third time they're referencing it. That cannot be a coincidence. Yeah. So, for anyone who's been listening to our coverage of Succession so far, Obira and I, we obviously spoke about how, I think it was last week, about the new candle, quote unquote, how this is like a new candle that we've not really seen. In, in previous seasons and everything. Uh, but we never really confronted whether this was an intentional act. Is Kendall intentionally putting up a front? Is he putting up a show? Is it not that he's becoming a new person, but he's like acting this facade out for everybody? Do you get do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a new Kendall, but it's a Kendall that he's trying to present to his cohorts and the world like this this cool woke progressive kendall yeah maybe he goes into the bathroom and he's like oh fuck that was a lot like yeah because there is the first the first time when the first time you see a glimpse you're right is in that is in the limo when they do the good tweet part to that that tweet kind of tricks him deeply and then the second time is when he he says um should i give them something where he's like, fuck the Patriots. Like, that's that's a show. Oh, right? Gosh, he's like, fuck the Patriots. So that, that's him acting up. Right. And I think the biggest thing for me was when he finishes talking with the talk show producer and he's walking. And you can see that he, he, can't, he can't put up the front anymore. Nah. Like, the real depressed Kendall comes out and he's like, he goes back to that shell that he was in season two. Mm-hmm. So out. I think we thought, oh, this is the new Kendall. He's invigorated. He's become a different person. But maybe he was just Maybe he felt, because Kendall is very media savvy. Like, he knows what needs to be done. Yeah. Or what needs to be presented. Mm-hmm. So maybe he just felt like, this, mm-hmm. is the, this is the face I need to show the world to get through this. But maybe he wasn't actually changed. Maybe he was still the broken boy inside. I don't know. It's just an interesting thing that came to mind. Right. I agree with that. I also think um, What's Her Name has a part to play in that Naomi. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. with their new relationship, he's My trying babe. to be like this, <laughs> this like cool guy who is out mm-hmm. and he he has like these cool parties in his home and nothing that's being said about him phases him. I mean, him pausing the music to like play Sophie Wilby's Sure, yeah. Yeah. 
and him laughing along, talking about, you know, just being in the conversation. It's just part of it. And yeah. He, like you said, I feel like he does go into his room and he's like, that was just too much. Yeah, you're right. Because I think he feels like he has to live up to this media persona and he has to mm-hmm. be in on the joke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he has to let everybody, yeah. oh, come on, you can laugh, you can laugh, it's fine. And yeah. everything. Even though, like, the only reason he's going on this show is because he wants to defend himself. Let's be honest. Like, he wouldn't go on the show if it didn't bother him. Yeah, exactly. So He's a funny man. While we're here, I didn't know Zibi was going to be on the show this season or rather this episode. That was nice to see playing a, a Nigerian character. Mm-hmm. Playing an Igbo character. Yeah. So that was... vibes. That was very... That was nice to see. Um, we'll see more about... We'll see more about Kendall's thinking and why he's doing or if he's actually if I sad like we suggest or maybe this just broke him I wasn't expecting it but it's very interesting because I think Kendall does a terrible thing and somehow she finds a way to outdo him right. and do something that, like I'm seeing lots of people online like are really holding Shiv like over the rails but like they're like oh Shiv I'm like yeah she did a terrible thing but let's calm down this is succession like she didn't do something that was like this yeah, is not plus, the worst thing that's happened on the show. Because there was the whole him going into the office when everyone advised him not to, and he was just there to. Mm-hmm. Why did he go into the office to, to disrupt? Show face. To yeah, disrupt? yeah. He said, "Yeah." He said also <laughs> when he when he told Jess, "I'm going to the office," and Jess is like, "Don't you say you're not going to?" He said something I'm going to use from now. And he was like, "That was a false thought," and I was like, <laughs> "I'm writing down that. That's in my lexicon now. That was a fa- not a mistake. It was a false thought." <laughs> That's a new one. Uh, but yeah, I think he just goes. I think maybe to vibe. That's what I'm saying. I'm really sure just, just or oh, I'm feeling like this. I'm going to do this now without thinking of the consequences. But the thing though is that everyone tells you not to do it, mm-hmm. but it kind of works. Can you see how rattled everyone is when he goes in? Like yeah. Logan is Logan is rattled. Yeah. And Roman is angry. Shiv is co- like. Yeah, I think he might have. He might. Have, I, I don't know. There might be a start of him and Tom alliance. I think him going in would have been enough, though. I personally think what he did was worse than what Shiv did. In oh, life. okay. Really? That's interesting. Personally. I like that. I like that. Explain. Personally. As someone who loves Kenna, I like, please, please go on. <laughs> so, I mean, again, I think him, like you said, everyone was rattled by him just being in the space. Mm-hmm. And I think the mm-hmm. energy with which he entered the office, like, oh, my car's not working. Oh, I'm not supposed to be here. Blah, blah. It was very, like, it was very confident. It was very, like, what's the word? It was very there. Like, his presence yeah. was felt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like if he disrupted anybody else, even, like, Jerry, if he disrupted her um, speech or intro or whatever, it would have been okay. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like, again, because it's Shiv and because um, of the allegations heaps against their father and the company and because this position that they kind of even made up to give her mm-hmm. um was the only thing she was holding on to he could have just let her have that okay. three to five minute thing mm. and then also the song choice no that's over yeah the song choice is like the song choice is, is, is ridiculous it's pretty bad, yeah. it, it destroys everything <laughs> like it, oh, the song choice is bad there's no and you, okay, she keeps was... trying to like talk over the song. You can't, there's no, like, you can't do it. You can't do anything. Yeah. You just have to leave, which is why she just left. 
I think yeah. Huh. Okay, that's I like I like that point of view. I don't think I've seen mm. it anywhere else. Because I just asked you, my my thinking was kind of did a bad thing, shift did a worse thing. But I like the idea that maybe his was worse. I thought I thought what shift did was so, I think what did Kenel say below the belt in it basically yeah. just like assassinated his character. Would it have been bad? Would it have been below the belt if she didn't bring his kids into it? Oh, um, right. yeah, n- I think that would have been fair. Hmm. I think once you bring kids into it, it's a bit like, hmm? don't know yeah. about that now. <laughs> There's something, so people, someone asked me last week and was like, it wouldn't, like, Succession would lose its credibility if this show, if Kendall doesn't win this season, right? And I think, I just explained to him that I think we can't look at this show as like, or rather this season as someone winning over the other. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's pitted as Logan versus Kendall or Shea versus Kendall. But I feel like this show has proven time and time again that it's not following traditional... Conventional stuff. Yeah, yeah so, like, there's not going to be somebody that wins and somebody that Finally loses. I don't right. think Kendall is a hero. Not a hero as in a good person. I don't think Kendall is, like... He's a main character, obviously, but I feel like... I can't find the exact word to use, but... I don't know if he's, like, the guy of this story. Like, I think Kendall is... As we've seen this episode, I think he's better as like a chaotic force right now than like someone li- like he's be- he's jo- he's the Joker. He's not the Batman, right? So is it like is it like big Joker versus small Joker? <laughs> like, I don't even know. That's all terrible. Who would be big? Who would be small? He's probably the most fully fleshed character, and he has the best performance and everything. But we can't read it as somebody's going to win, someone's going to lose. Kendall would right. win the company and Logan would be outside at the end of the, the, end of the season because that's not going to happen. It's going to be something else that nobody's expecting. So just don't read it as like conventional, traditional storytelling. That's what, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, let's Before we leave this, before we start talking about this show, let's just quickly talk about the raid. So the episode ends with the FBI finally raiding Waystar Royco, despite right. Logan's best efforts to tell him to fuck off. Apparently, the government don't, don't listen to fuck-offs like that. Well, the FBI don't. Who's that? I don't know. Who's the rapper that said the only two things I fear in life? God and the and the FBI or something. So. I can't remember, but that's the second time you're referencing that on the show. Are you okay? Are you, are you fine? <laughs> second time you're referencing that line. Do you have it's problems with the FBI? Is everything good? Well, I can't disclose anything on. Oh, uh, okay. That's fine. That's also good. Um, but yeah, no, look. Obviously, Logan tries to talk to who I assume is like a Kellyanne Conway kind of surrogate right. yeah, in like this administration. The White House. talk to her and apparently that is kind of what like triggers the deputy okay. AG to like, he's kind of annoyed. Maybe it feels like they're going to be, they're going over his head or whatever. Who the hell are you? And he does that to trigger the raid. So what's, what's he saying to her? Was he saying, um, have my back and I'll have yours? I think, well, what he said was that he doesn't want anything, which you can believe that as far as right. can throw him. But he was like, I just don't want you to fuck me like i'm not asking for any help just don't mm-hmm. go out of your way to 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 stab me that's what right. he was saying right whether you believe that or not that's a different question but that's what he was saying to her and she was like well maybe the president feels like you've not been covering him properly the last few weeks and, can, and then logan was like you can get fucking worse i'm like logan you are talking to about the president <laughs> of the united states calm down but i think it was essentially look we'll um, improve your coverage and you just kind of like stay away I don't want you to do anything. Right. What I want is, is nothing. 
normal consideration not to become the focus of some bullshit. Right. Not favors. Right. Right, 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 right. What? The fact is, I don't want anything from anyone. That's not the way I operate. But I would like to know that no one's going to shit their pants if I hang tough. I don't know what I read was that he was telling, was saying, look, what I'm asking for you is to be, like, to not be involved. Because okay. if you're involved as the president, your job will be to tell them to investigate because that's the right thing to do. Right. Okay. So don't be involved. And that's all I need from you. So right, right, really, what I need from you is to not do anything. In the initial conversation that Jerry had, they mm-hmm. were saying, back off. Oh, yeah, in, yep. um, in the airport. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think oh. yeah, the only thing back up then. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, out of my hands. So I was like, not if you grab it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great line, man. Not if you grab it. Anyway, but yeah, this, this the episode ends with the FBI raiding Waystar Royal. I wonder what they will find. Hmm. Tom is talking to a lawyer. Greg has his, his grandfather's lawyer who um (laughs) trying to take down capitalism isn't it (laughs) connor is is connor man i think i think a big connor episode is coming up soon like you know the most funeral that kind of episode i think something like (laughs) i don't know when but it's definitely coming up soon um shiv and kendall are are going for war man she she went nuclear i want to see how kendall reacts does anyone have any final thoughts on on this episode before we move on to insecure um, I feel like Kendall should have still gone on the show. He could have handled it. He could not have handled it. That guy would have crumbled. <sighs> He'd have probably peed himself or something. <laughs> <laughs> right before, and he wasn't prepared at all for yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he should have never gone on the show in the first place. In the first place, right. <sighs> Vibes. Yeah, he should have never gone on the show. Everyone was telling him, no, Kendall. It's so, actually so depressing that he went to hide in the server room. Like, he didn't he didn't leave immediately. It's just, it's just right. these little things that the show does. Yeah, like that could have been in a car, but like it doesn't have the same weight as the fact that you're hiding. You're hiding five feet away from where they're recording this thing. It's just a different kind of emotional that this show does so well. So what, um, before, before we dip, what do you reckon was his reaction to when he was watching the FBI basically get into the office? So I was reading a review and they said that he smiled. I can't see it. I, but someone says that he smiled. It wasn't obvious, but it was definitely... You could see that he wasn't... It wasn't the same face he had when he first sat on the floor in the ceremony. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So he was happier at least. I think he was. There was a little... Yeah. There was a little smirk there. Remember when he told Lisa, can we get a raid? Lisa was like, what do you mean? We don't just order a raid from Uber. <laughs> what, what, can we get a raid? What? <laughs> She must be stressed as well, just trying to tell him to relax. And he's literally just doing the opposite thing. Yeah, but she's seen the money, man. If she wins this, the money is... How much do you reckon yeah. she charges per hour? I brought it over there, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, again, speaking of money, it's like Marsha. It's just like, just there, just making her, her negotiations. It's getting a billion, billion dollars. So, Obiora, Adora and I are going to talk about Insecure. Are you, you leaving? Are you staying? I'm definitely not staying. Okay. Was it? Wait, is, it so, is, uh, is it Lawrence? Is that the guy? Yeah, that's the guy. Oh jeez. So, do you have a? Is there? Is there a story here? Why? Why don't you? Why don't you watch this show? As I watch Insecure, it's not because I've been too busy watching this other show. Uh, no, it's not. 
Obi-Wan has always had this feeling where he feels like, I'm going to air you out now. I've never said this on the podcast. Oh, for God. something episode, I've never spoken. Obi-Wan feels like he's too good for comedies, which has never made sense to me. Oh my God, that's like my brother. I don't watch comedies. I just... That's why I asked. But it doesn't make sense to me. I'm just not a happy person. I just don't watch comedies. Some of the best of the last things have been comedies. Go, anyway. Killing Eve was fine. I did like Killing Eve. Killing Eve is a comedy. Um, <laughs> ish. That's my comedy. <laughs> that's my kind of comedy. I don't go into Killing Eve wanting to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sound exactly like my brother. That's exactly what he would say. Watch Fleabag. That's all right. Okay, yeah, Fleabag is a com- yeah, Fleabag is a comedy. But it's also one of the best, com- one of the best shows of, of, of like the last. That's that's 50 years. sorry, but that's just my level, isn't it? Okay, okay. But to be fair, Insecure is actually hasn't that, that's one Emmys as well, hasn't it? Is it nominated? I don't yeah, think it's about one. It's been nominated, ah, it's been nominated a few also. times. So um, who's Lawrence? I always see people like fighting about him on the Twitter every uh, Monday. Her main love right. interest about the five. Seven. Apparently, she's using him like a toy stick every week. Okay, okay, calm down. Okay, calm down. Um, go watch Veep. I'm saying go watch Veep for like every episode for the last. Yes, watch Veep. That's such a great show. Oh, did you watch Veep as well, yes. Dora? Great show. Woman of culture. Maybe she'll replace me on this fucking podcast now. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> job. You know she's our boss. She just fire you on the spot. Oh, like, fair, she she's inserting herself. <laughs> anyway, Obira, as you leave, I just want you to know that I'm really happy in my headspace, and I hope you are in yours as well. <laughs> nah, I'm still hungry. Man, <laughs> my fucking headspace. Go Packers. I'll see you guys later. Enjoy talking about insecure. Thanks. And we're back to talk about episode two of the final season of Insecure. What are your thoughts on Insecure? Do you love Insecure? Do you just manage it? Do you just watch it for Twitter? Um, yeah, I love I love Insecure. I love Isare. Um, hmm. I love the show. Um, obviously, there's some episodes where I'm just like, mm, mm. <laughs> um, yeah, but for the most part, yeah, it's, it has never. I've never not looked forward to watching this year. I think the mm. she has just done such a great job. Yeah, that's good. That's that's actually a good way to put it because I always forget whenever I come back to watching Secure, I always forget how how funny it is. Right. Like I'm always like, oh, it's well well written. The characters have stories. I'm invested in their stories. What happens? What I forget that it's actually just like a very funny show. Like I burst out laughing every time I I watch Insecure. Um. What are your thoughts on Molly? Oh my god. <laughs> so what you have to say, no one. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to just remove my bias for the person. <laughs> As in the actress. Yes. I'm happy you said that. Okay. Because I found it very difficult. And look, <laughs> I'm sure She's never going to listen to this, but I'm sure she's a great person, Yvonne or G, and whatever. But Agreed. the things that have obviously come up online and stuff like that, I just, I'm finding it very difficult to differentiate Molly <laughs> from Yvonne or G. And obviously, it doesn't help that last season, Yvonne, uh, Molly did what Molly did. So I was already right. anti-Molly last season. And then, and then when right. you come and say you're the strength of Puff Puff and the heat of Bruno, <laughs> I can't, I cannot go ahead watching that character. It's very difficult for me. It's just it's a so lot. Hard. It's just so like hard. this is I've never had this problem. <laughs> and it's not like she's not she's not like a bad person. That's she's she's out right. here spouting like anti-LGBTQ or exactly. racist or whatever exactly. things, but like just like exactly. I just cannot <laughs> it's just difficult. Like, 
help me help you. I'm trying my best. I'm actually so happy you said that because I thought it was just me that was going through. <laughs> I was no. like, this is a lot. But yeah, Molly. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. We can just we can we can skip past it. So this episode, episode two, <laughs> titled um, "Growth." Okay, what did you no, think no, of this episode? You have to, you have to, no, I'm gonna need you to say that with a bit say more. Say it again. Okay, this episode, episode two, titled. You go ahead and say it. No. <laughs> no, no. You say. It, you say. It, you say. It. You you say. You're judging. You say. It. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, titled "Growth." <laughs> Growth. Okay. Like okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay. So we use that growth. Okay, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, just, I, I don't know. I just read I words. Know. I just I read words. Sounded better in my head. Not that easy, is it? Hmm. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, sorry. what do you think of the episode? This episode picks up a year after episode one ended, which we'll get to. Trust me. Um, but what do you think of the episode? Um, I mean, I enjoyed it for obvious reasons, um, that I mentioned before we started recording, I have a long history with one of the central characters. Well, <laughs> no, the audience were not privy to that conversation. Why don't you go ahead and tell, <laughs> I mean, honestly, you didn't even tell me everything. Tell me, tell me why you learned this episode. What history do you have? So just brief backstory, I've been following Kofi Siribo's career for a very long time <laughs> and obviously it it doesn't hurt that he's very easy to look at right mm, um I'm sure <laughs> um but brief story time so there was a period where I think it was probably like nine ten years ago I was engaging with a lot of his content on like Twitter and Instagram you know he would ask questions um, and I would <laughs> respond, you know, keep going, you're doing great, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, this was like before the beard, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then maybe like eight years ago, I'm on Instagram and I'm scrolling and I get a notification and Kofi Sirbo commented on your photo. And naturally, the almost 20-year-old or almost 19-year-old me, um, I literally Wait, sorry, you said, you said it was 10 years ago, right? Yes, but eight years ago. So this was two years of my following. Um, he commented on one of my pictures. And I immediately, I was like, oh my God, what do you say? What do you say? And, you know, I just wrote a nice little message. I'm not going to read it because, you know, it's personal. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's also on my profile. If anybody who's following me wants to go and check. Um, but... Yeah, that's my, you know, brief little... And you didn't feel the need to take that further? So, when people hear the story now, obviously that I'm in my mid-twenties <laughs> and they see how he looks now, <laughs> they're like, oh, why didn't you do anything? I was 18. I didn't really know how to do that at the time. I wasn't I wasn't on top of my game. <laughs> yeah, really fumbled the bag there. I really did. That's a bit. That's a bit unfortunate. This, I didn't. I didn't. This is a horror story. This is a sad story. <laughs> this is. This um. is... <laughs> maybe he's. Maybe he's mistalking you. Wait, is he married? He's not married, is he? He's not married. Because maybe he's mistalking your content. Maybe he will listen to this episode and I don't know. You can. Maybe I should put it. In. Oh my god! Yes. 
Wow, love that. Yeah. Does it still <laughs> follow you? He follows me on Twitter still. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just saying, can kill two birds with one stone, publicize this podcast, and also maybe get coffee back in your life. Yeah, I mean, look, you never know what could happen. I think I might do that. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks for doing I'm glad. I'm glad I could, have, I could be of service. <laughs> Thanks for doing So what you're saying is that that experience did not scar you from enjoying coffee content. Right, so you oh, enjoyed no, no, no. this episode mostly because Kofi wasn't it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, that's good. I'm happy for you. <laughs> so regarding Molly and Issa, what did you think about? Um, I think Molly and Issa have have good chemistry. They always have, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I definitely like their scene together. I think they were quite funny and they bounced back and forth. But it leads me to a question, which I was going to ask you as well: is like, do you mm-hmm. think they're they are real back now, or are they fake back? Obviously, it's a year after after episode right. one, so like, are they still fake back, or are they real back? Are they back back? I'm hoping that they're back back. It would be nice for that to be the case, especially if mm-hmm. they've gone ahead and said this is a year after the fact. Because I was worried that they would spend a good part of this last season dealing with still doing the awkward right. Mm-hmm. So, because obviously them being back back means that we don't, there's no need to touch on any Molly and Issa drama anymore. Right. Just, just accept that they're friends and we, we're done with yeah. that, which I don't know if that's what they're going to do. But obviously if they're fake back, then it means there is a, something. there's an obstacle down the line. There's something yeah. that's going to happen. And I'm just going to say this out here. I'm going to say it now because shows about female characters that usually tend to do with love have this tendency to go where they're like, well, the real, the real love story was the, the person and their best friend, or the person and their their self. Like, was it was it show about them finding themselves and accepting themselves? Mm. Insecure? No, I would not appreciate if you do that. I think Isa needs to end up with someone. I agree. Preferably Lawrence. I agree. But don't give me that bullshit. That episode ten is just like she's found herself and she's feeling comfortable in a new career she can do that and still have a man 100% agree with you okay insecure <laughs> i know it's too late you've already written and directed all the episodes but still don't give me that bullshit of she found herself i don't want that this is all to this is to all shows about female characters i i know the importance of them finding themselves it's very important in this world and that's good but don't give me five seasons of a relationship and then nothing happens that's all i'm saying sorry so you can go on and I think also, like, the underlying theme is her finding herself in every season. So I don't think mm-hmm. we need, like, a big, this was the thing all along at the end. I don't think, yeah. we, I, I mean, we already know that. We've seen mm-hmm. the growth from each season. And we even see it in every episode when she does the mirror flashbacks or the mirror, like, mm-hmm. talking to that her. That was funny in episode one. Old, yeah. So I don't think, I think, right, like you said, we don't need, we can do like the fairy tale thing here. Yeah, sometimes just we, give us the Yeah, yeah we, we can do the fairy tale thing here. It doesn't have to be this real life. If you're good with yourself, then you, you don't need. Yeah, I feel like Issa, wouldn't, I feel like Issa is not going to do that, man. I don't know. Issa is not afraid to like, to punch us in the stomach. I feel like she could do something that That's nobody true. wants. So, I mean. She made what's her name pregnant, so fair enough. Okay. I wasn't going to talk about this until later, but what are your thoughts on Condola? I just, I, I, we didn't need that. 
at all. I don't like we just we didn't need. I don't know why didn't Molly get pregnant. I don't know. I don't think we needed Lawrence's girlfriend. I. Uh. <laughs> I knew it was going to be a, a sore spot. I didn't know it was going to be this much of a sore spot. Uh, that that, that sigh was heavy. Um, what are your thoughts on Nathan? So first of all. Sir, leaving without saying just just don't do that. Yeah, because yeah. you also didn't you didn't have to say it. Just it's just going to make things because you can't say okay. She invited you to stay. You agreed to stay. She was crying. She was like, "Oh, sorry, sorry." You said it was fine, but then you snuck out. That just makes things weird, especially because they weren't weird before this. Like you guys were only good. Mm. If you weren't comfortable staying then you shouldn't have stayed. Yeah, I agree. I mean, to be fair, if I was going to, like, she did burst out crying in the middle of a kiss. Like, there's no playbook. There's no manual for that. But you're right. Maybe maybe he'll message her in the morning, like, I'm sorry I left, but I didn't want to wake you up or something. I don't know. But you're right. Mm -hmm. He he shouldn't just, like, dip like that. Let's talk about the episode, actually, itself. Uh, This episode, Mm -hmm. like I said, catches Issa and Molly being friends again after a year right um molly's dealing with this kind of crisis in her love life where she's trying to not be the person she was right years prior she's trying to not be as demanding or as up and down in her expectations and also not be as bad a girlfriend and also her mom is is setting up with herman was that his name Yes, like who is that? And wh- I love that her mom was like he he plays the organ and you listen to music. So yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so <laughs> I love how Isa is like, oh, his dad is cute. Show me. <laughs> oh, Isa is so that was so funny. There's this thing Isa does. Like whenever Isa Ray, actually the actress, whenever she changes like her tone of speaking, it's always so funny. It's hilarious. Yeah, when she was like, oh, I don't know what that is. Talking about Carpe Diem or what's a bevy. Like, whenever she just changes, it's just, <laughs> yeah. She's, I think she's actually an underrated performer. 100%. Because she's such a good writer. Yeah. Like, I don't think people properly rate Issa Rae as a performer. But yeah, Herman. So, Molly is trying to, everything in her work life is going well, as it has been for, let's be honest, the entire run of this show. But she's trying to, I don't get her love life back on track and not be this demanding mm-hmm. self that she was. And I think you see how she has to reckon with that when she's filling out the dating profile. Which is another reason why I think maybe they're real back. Because it feels like they are done with the Issa Molly drama. And it's going to be like, now right. let's Molly find herself. Like, this, this is the drama for now, is Molly. Also, I feel like the show has to know that people are not as invested in Issa and Molly as they are in Issa and Lawrence, for example. I don't like, think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we want Molly to be her friend. We don't need the drama between her and Molly. Because in that case, there is a clear, we know who the right person is and we know who the wrong person is. We know the wrong, right. But what do you think about Molly's growth? She she cut her hair. Her hair wasn't cut in season in episode one, was it? It wasn't. One year after, like, new haircut. Um, I mean, so with the dating profile thing, did I think there was anything wrong with her old profile? No. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I think it's very direct, though. So yeah, I mean, but you kind of you have to be 
I think. And speaking as someone who has been on the league. Wait, is that a real is that a real app? It's a real app. Oh. And it, it should be fake. I'm just gonna say it right now. Okay, so tell me what what Speaking as someone who's been on it, what happened? Her, well, I guess for their location, okay, she may have a different experience because she was like, oh, they're already vetted. Mm, sure. I think they're all the same. The league just maybe will ask you to put your LinkedIn uh, URL in your, in your profile mm-hmm. to kind of make you look more professional. And depending on your location, the wait list can be up to six months, but there's really nothing different on there in terms of the people that you're seeing personally to me okay but again i think that that varies with location um no shade to my indiana young men um Mm -hmm. well it's not (laughs) california not los angeles right it's not la right um but when she was like erasing what she had written i mean she said no kids she said i mean i think those are things that you should still put yeah but she said a degree preferably two Okay, fair enough. You are not my mother. What do you what would you preferably to? Like I think she's now I think okay. I think she's moving away from being an academic supremacist and yeah. now <laughs> understanding that so this part of the college clan, is that what you just said? <laughs> part of the CKK, the college clan <laughs> academic supremacist. <laughs> I'm now understanding College that, like, lives matter. <laughs> no, literally. Understanding that, you know, there are men who can offer you whatever you're looking for that may not have these advanced degrees that you had as a prerequisite in the past. And there are men who have these advanced degrees and can't offer you any. So I think she's she's learning that, like, it's okay for you not to be with the multiple degreed mm-hmm. 10 figure salary making mogul who you feel like is on your level yeah yeah and i mean yeah that's that's a good part of growth if that's your thing sure what so if somebody asked so well, not if somebody you've been on the site so when you said what's dating you like what do you what do you have there if you don't mind me asking oh i mean so that's not on the league. Let me even just pull up my profile and see. Oh, God. Oh, this is a, an exclusive we're getting right here. So horrifying. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So the league doesn't ask you any of that. It literally says about me. Ew, Adara. <laughs> and then like... <laughs> Are you literally having a money moment right now where you've gone back? Like, what was I thinking? Why did I write that? <laughs> First of all, this That's is hilarious. This is in the height of like quarantine. I said looking for huh? Looking for interesting conversations and new friends. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a place. So after about me, it's like education. So it's it's really like professional. So right yeah. under about me, you have to put your education. So like your highest level of whatever. Mm-hmm. And then right under that is Essentially, like a mini resume because Jesus, yeah, because they use LinkedIn to verify you, which is already just so just I don't even know the word. Um, problematic, right? So then it has like all your past work experiences, then your interests, you know, 
and then you, you can put your little like your photos. Your past work experience. Oh my god, man! That's yeah, terrible. no, it's Jesus. <laughs> yeah. like, that's actually terrible. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. I can see why season one Molly liked it. Right, because most of the people on here are like you know they have two degrees, like she's yeah, before. two degrees. Um, so Issa, Issa has this kind of. I don't, know how, I don't know how to describe it, but she has this thing at work where the organization she's working for putting on this event gives her notes regarding mm-hmm. Kofi's character's show. Mm-hmm. And look, as someone, I just I felt like those were reasonable notes to give. And I felt like Issa's, um, I guess the show obviously is going to make a larger point of maybe follow your gut or don't bend to like the white expectations or, or the white rules or things like that. But I, felt, I personally felt like it was a bit harsh on Issa because like, you're going to have to make compromises in that job at this stage. And I feel like she did the smart thing and the good thing. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it then comes back that Kofi's character going AWOL was what the company wanted and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I personally felt like it was a bit harsh on Issa, the character, because it's what you need to do to survive in that industry, isn't it? Like, you need to take notes when you're starting off. But, I don't know. Maybe maybe she was saying right. follow your gut and creativity is key and things like that, but it's going to be harsh. I think... The way, because for me, the way it played out is probably not usually how it would play out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think they made a point to have it be like, hey, trust your God, don't stifle the creative, you know, don't silence the black voice, mm-hmm. um, especially if like the white executive is the one giving notes because like they don't have the lived experience. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how it should go. But nine times out of ten, which is what I was expecting, you don't take the notes and they're just like, okay, thanks. Like, <laughs> like we have other people to sort of sponsor. It's right. not like it's not that deep. Yeah. It's never like, oh, I was so blown away. Like, blown away. I was so yeah. uncomfortable. That's exactly what I needed to be. Why do people hate being uncomfortable? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I mean, she's obviously in a bad mood because. She didn't follow her gods. She feels like a sellout, I'm assuming. Right. Again, I'm intrigued to see how that kind of story develops. What does it mean for for Issa, the character? Is she going to try to be more staunch in her defense of her vision? Or is she going to try to take a more creative role? What does that mean for for the character? But I also just felt like, I don't know, it was just so harsh because it's the reality of life. It is. What she did was the realistic choice. And then... And I mean, there's there's a time, there's definitely a time for pushback. But like you said, at that stage, at the stage where she's at, um, where, I mean, she doesn't have a lot of leverage, um, the power dynamics are not in her favor. How do you, how do you say like, oh no, we're actually going to do it this way? Yeah. The, the, yeah, the only way that can happen is the artist going rogue. Yeah, exactly. Because what they give her was Kofi takes these notes or we get someone else. Like right. you take the note. That's that's how you survive. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm intrigued to see I think this is a ten episode season, so I'm intrigued to see how that develops. I saw an interview with Issa where she was like showing the first episode, they wanted to kind of like bring everybody in slowly and kind of mm-hmm. show you why you like these characters and everything. Mm-hmm. Because I think in in her words, the back half of the season, everyone is gonna hate them. So, I'm intrigued to see what that means. Like, what are they going to do? Is again, Issa is not really afraid of doing the thing that people don't want to see. Yeah. 
Now, I have a hypothetical for you before we before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. Let's assume Issa and Molly are fake back, right? So they have okay. a fight in episode five or whatever. If you were to pick one thing to, I said the show could only end one way. Issa and Molly are back as like best friends, like back back, or mm-hmm. Issa and Lawrence are back as a couple. Which would you pick? I would pick Issa and Molly. Oh. Yeah. I went on this whole rant about fairy tale and you supported I know, me. I, I, <laughs> no, I know, I know, but I think it's just it Issa and Lawrence being together and Issa and Molly not being friends just won't it, it won't be the fairy tale either. I mean yeah, fair enough. A boyfriend is more replaceable than than a best friend. Although, as we've seen, Issa has nothing to has nothing to replace Lawrence. I think Lawrence might be might be her one. Not that I believe in I so many so things. Well. Um, wow. Actually, before we before we wrap wrap, actually, let's just mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about Laurent? Yes. Do you have any thoughts on Laurent? Mm-hmm. Poor guy, man. Like not to obviously make him well, not to make him the victim, but also it's not like again, the show obviously being very smart in its writing. It's been very clear cut if, for example, Lawrence cheated on Issa and that's how he got mm-hmm. the girl pregnant. Mm-hmm. Right. Obviously the, the pregnancy happens. <sighs> Uh, before they're together and then it's this whole complication that nobody was expecting after right. they have this episode with so yeah it's just like yeah man just I don't know do you have, what are your thoughts on Lawrence we didn't see him this episode and the only time we've seen him this season was when Issa was breaking up with him in which he didn't put up a fight not even the slightest I mean he was not like I get even. it I, I understand I expected this to happen I feel like they should still end up together I don't think this should be unless he's going down the path of I want to make my family work because it's the quote unquote responsible thing to do. But if he's not doing that, I think mm-hmm. they should definitely still end up together. That would be the fairy tale, regardless of whether um Condola has the kid or not. Yeah. Um, I still think that's the person that she should end up with i don't think anybody i mean unless she wants to end up with grand sean i would be mad at that <laughs> um i'm sure you wouldn't um <laughs> i would say this now though i don't think it costs my money i don't think Issa and lawrence are together at the end of the season at the end i just yeah i don't, I don't think that happens we'll do see. you think she I hope ends does. up with somebody i think if she doesn't end up with lawrence she doesn't end up with anybody i don't think nathan's the thing that happens oh. anymore yeah i don't think that i hope that's what i want well, yeah, I don't, I don't think Issa and Lawrence will be together at the end of the end of the season. I mean, I would lo- I've been ah. team, I've been Lawrence Hive since season one, since day one. <laughs> so I would love if that happens, but I just don't. I feel like it might not happen. And if I don't think she gets with anybody, unless they do like this big time jump where she finds, but I don't, I don't think she gets with mm. anybody if it's not Lawrence. Do you have any final thoughts on Insecure? Yes, another really great thing I love about the show is all the love interests look very different and I appreciate that so much. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's like even you, like just the viewer, regardless of who you are, you should be able to find like one of your specs. Who's here. your best? Kofi is not a love interest. <laughs> At least not yet. Um yeah it's probably it's probably Lawrence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who's your worst? <laughs> Who's your worst? Actually. Uh, what's what's his name? First of all, he's short. Oh, okay. Can I say it? <laughs> yeah. So what you want to say is he's short. Go ahead. Yes. Say it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, first of all, he's like three feet tall. You know. Who's this? 
he's good looking. The music guy. Oh, Daniel. Um, yeah, sure. Was that was that a short? I I do remember that. Three he's absolutely. Oh he's, <laughs> he's absolutely short. So you have you have Nathan over Daniel. Not that I have anything. Too late. It's too late. <laughs> I have no issues with short people. Sure, short men, sure, rather. Has, short people. Short okay. men. Sorry. Um, okay. Um, um, <laughs> I think that's a good point to end this episode before yes, before I get cancelled. Please, uh, <laughs> um, Kofi, if you're listening to this, message Adora. Hit me up. Also, share our podcast. You have a following and whatever people watch right. Queen Sugar and stuff like that. Um, so are you a Queen Sugar stand then? By the way. Oh God, should I be saying this on this? Okay, Kofi, if you're if you're listening to this. I tried. <laughs> for you. So your love, your love Cody took you so far. For Ralph Angel, I did my best. Um it's just it's who it's just very I started watching See, it. See, you at know what? I, won't, where... I, I don't want you to say anything that, that that puts you into trouble. So it's fine. It's fine. Thank you. Kofi, if you're listening, that means that like she's not she's not afraid to tell you the truth. So that I mean, I think that's a plus in her in her right. in her bank. My bank statement. So, absolutely. Anyways, um, thank you so much for coming on this podcast episode, Adora. Thank you for having me. Loved having you talk about Succession episode three and Insecure episode two. Um, of course, you're welcome back anytime you want. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> and yeah, guys, follow Podstar on Instagram. It's at Podstar double underscore. The website's on its way, and hopefully they have more links for ways to get them. Mm-hmm. But there are already quite a few, a number of podcasts under that umbrella, Popcorn for Dinner included. And there are some really cool podcasts that I think you guys might like. So like I said, follow them. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and on Spotify. And then just, I don't know, enjoy listening to podcasts that, about black, that are by Black enjoy. and Nigerian people. I don't know, man. I talk about TV yeah. shows like I'm not saving the world it's just something for you to listen to on your commute um well yeah so obviously shout out to you Adora thank you for coming on thank you so much thank you shout out to my co-host Obiwa Georgi Fiacho who could not even stand the thought of listening to a show about black women so he had to leave shout out to my producer Ebuka Anamani for his work on this episode and to our social producer Chinedu Heji. And you know what, to you guys that are still listening, thank you so much. And join us next week when obi and I are going to be previewing our fall movies, the movies I'm most excited to come out this fall, along with, obviously, Succession Episode 4. So join us next week when we'll be joined by Oscar winner, BAFTA winner, Daniel Kaluuya. Oh, wow. Bye, guys. Bye.